0: show the This is Sara, and you're listening to my favorite talk show, The Weekly Show with Aditya. <laughs> This is episode 461 on the 27th of December 2021 70,000 people watching a match in Australia and zero in South Africa. That is the kind of difference that is there due to this imaginary situation that has cropped up once again. Everyone is afraid and the india south africa ashes is being played behind closed doors it's i don't even know what is the logic behind playing behind closed doors the only logic is that it's a weak source idea and the bully for cricket control everywhere wins once again the indian cricket board manages to stamp its authority on its counterpart and says We will only play if there are no crowds and there were no crowds, which means it was almost as if the match was. Why was it even there? Because without crowds, there's no fun. For a sports athlete, crowds are everything and playing to an empty stadium, it has a kind of a negative effect because unless there's hooting and shouting and cheering and that too organic and natural, not computer generated, it doesn't get the athlete going. It almost feels as if they're just doing it for an obligation that yes, they have to play against the team because the two governing bodies have reached a business decision. And that's what it was because no crowds no gate money and it will impact the financial part of the host body but then the indian cricket board always has its own way they have been bullies since ever we started putting them on the pedestal that they are the richest governing body which i think is a distinction too far what defines riches they might they might be rich in terms of money but being rich in terms of being proactive and being having some creative ideas i don't think they are rich at all and the indian 20 over domestic competition it's not rich because on one hand you have the 20 over domestic competition for which over 100 companies want to be sponsors 10 different organizations are sponsoring one team and then you have over 80 sponsors with 8 to 10 teams on the other hand you have the 50 over tournament which doesn't even get that kind of backing no one wants to sponsor it it's almost as if tournaments like Vijay Hazare are being played and no one even knows they are being played. No one is interested. It's just because they have to fulfill the calendar obligations. And because the players who are injured, who are coming back from injury, who have to play and have to prove themselves in this particular domain that yes, they are fit. And they have played competitive cricket. Though No one even looks at it. No one talks about it. The commentators don't talk about it. For the broadcasters... They have to broadcast it because it's part of the contractual obligations and that's the difference and that's the uncreative side. But talking about the uncreative side, the relentless campaigning against a certain player continued. The the target of a certain player, for a while it was okay that yes, the player did not contribute, did not make runs and was not making those hundreds and whatever we expect certain players to do but everyone wanted this player not to be selected they wanted others who were more skilled or younger though i don't know what at 33 how do you become old i don't know at 33 you barely start your career so how at 33 are you old i don't know what defines age in sports has been baffling to me and still kind of puts me in a bind but that's the way sport is so when he was selected when the coach and the captain and the team management and other stakeholders involved said that he will be in the playing 11 since there is no concept of substitutes so there are no rolling substitutes he'll be in the concrete 11 it was like a low blow to all the tyrants who wanted his career to end players who didn't even have any kind of career said, why is he in the team it's a shock it's a bad decision There's that that debate continued but the captain and the coach have a certain thought process and everyone talks about the good boy image of the coach and the bad boy image of the captain i don't even know where it comes from we presume that the current coach because he was like a nice guy he didn't behave aggressively On the field doesn't mean that you're not aggressive. Just because you jump doesn't mean that you're aggressive or you're in your face. That's subjective. I'm also in your face, but I know when to be in your face. It's being smart. So I don't think there is... Coaches come and go. Captains come and go. Players come and go. They're like musical chairs. Revolving doors. It's a two-year contract. And the only contract and the only reason and the only and He will be judged on the number of championship the team wins. So, if India doesn't win the 20-over and the 50-over championship by the end of 2023, no matter how much loved the current coach is, everyone will say he couldn't do it. The team didn't have it. The team lacked something. Of course, everyone lacks something. If you don't win, our obsession with winning has reached a toxic level but it's more toxic than the pseudo-pollution and the pseudo-virus discussion we have but that's the nature of sports that's the nature of experts and then once again if the Rahane selection wasn't good enough everyone said the current South Africa team doesn't have the pedigree they don't have people like Devilliers and Duplessis and Amla and Smith and Stain and Mokel and Philander—they are not good enough. Well, those players did their job. They played for over ten to twelve years. They did their job. They earned the money. They have retired. They have moved on. They are masquerading as experts, or they are sitting at home enjoying themselves, knowing that they will be getting a post-retirement job which for a sports person is either in the administration of a governing body or as a coach of the team or as a commentator or you would just get about anything. Or you come as experts for a TV channel and you earn more than you earned in your 17-18 years of career because all you have to say is, yes, the team did well. The team did not do well. You can just pick some month from the... Obscurity and say, Look at it, he's an expert. What define an expert? I don't know, but that's me. So, I think that's another baloney that the current team, which has people like Rabada and Ngidi and Marco Jensen and Vian Mulder, they are a very good team. Just give them time. I'm sure when Smith and Amla and Stain and these people, whom we are so obsessed about, that without them, the team is useless or the team won't go ahead they also took time it it wasn't as if the moment they came everyone was wow 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 they took time so i still think the current team it's about the selectors the selectors gave 17 years to the likes of de villiers and amla and stain why not give 10-12 years to the current lot they are still young they still have the they have the talent you don't come in the team if you don't have the talent and then I think this tournament is 50 50 despite India being 273 for 3, which ended yesterday. I still think this tournament is 50 50 and no way will I say that India is winning this tournament hands down. That's not going to happen. That is not going to happen at all. That's just an excuse. I still think it's a 50 50 tournament and the current ones calling the current lot nobody's at themselves minions who is calling that the current ones don't have the pedigree or they lack indiscipline i think it's the experts who lack indiscipline and they have become impatient because if this was a team which came tenth if this was the other way around, if it was Stain making his debut or playing at the age of 25, people would have said, he's a great baller, he'll do it. I'm sure when Dale Steyn came, no one took him seriously. He played for 17 years or through his injuries, 12, 13 years. Only then everyone started saying, okay, he's a great baller. Because Because it's just a matter of subjectivity. Who is great and who we think doesn't have the pedigree. And this discussion around all this is absolute hogwash. And absolute baloney. And that is why it's a universal truth. That the contemporary Indian sports, print, electronic and digital journalists. And journalists all over in general are hypocrites and insensitive. Because they wouldn't dare say this against... If certain players were in the team, okay, they did well, but give time, we don't know what's going to happen. It's a 50 50 situation, anyone can win. India may have scored 270 for three, and of course, once again, everyone targeted Kohli for poor short selection, which I disagree that it was a poor short selection because what defines that? I don't know. Yes, he played away from the body, and as a former player said. He didn't have the patience to wait. The modern day batter after 8 9 dot balls cannot wait. Well, that's once again hypocrisy coming from that particular player because it has nothing to do with modern day batter. Yes, it was a bit of luck on part of the bowler that he managed to get, but at 3 for 270 and the low blow to all the talents. I still think it's a 50 50 situation. And as I've seen a numerous times, it happened in England when India were 274 3 in the Lords match. And everyone thought, wow, what a match. England are struggling. They don't have the team. Broad and Anderson are not doing the job. Robinson is too wet uh, behind the year's border, a rookie. What happened the next day? India lost seven wickets for 100 ones. They were bowled out for 360. They went on to win the match. No one is denying that, of course. But Rahul scored 100 in that match. Kohli looked good before. Once again, he edged one 2 slips, which it's fine. In you edge. I've, I've, I, I still think Kohli is better than Tanluker and the rest of them put together. Yes, he's on your face. Yes, there are leadership issues. Yes, there are. Confrontations with the governing body when has that not happened let there be concentration with the governing body so what even the governing body is not the final say and who needs who it doesn't make a difference so as i said this game when we discuss it on wednesday morning what will happen you don't know i don't know but I still think at 3 for 270, it's still a 50-50 situation. You might see players get out in the first 3-4 overs and we will say, wow, South Africa bowled short on day 1. But they changed their line and length on day 2 and they bowl better. This has happened millions of times. Not for the first time, not for the last time. And the sport is such that if a team is in a good position on a certain day or in a certain situation the other team has come to play they're not going to lie down and it's fine if teams don't score 500. 500 is not fun. 500, 600 I think is no longer fun. I never like teams scoring 500 so I still think it's a 50-50 situation. You still have Pant and the two all-rounders in Ashwin and Thakur along with the three fast ballers. So you still have three very good batters. And as far as going with five ballers, I think it's a good decision. Four ballers and one spinner is a very good decision. Yes, no Jadeja. So you go with Ashwin and all the talk about Ashwin not being picked up for the England tournament will go down in drain. Continuing that discussion, another team which was put off after their relatively... Mediocre performance was England, who were bowled out for 185 and and every newspaper said, at least the Indian newspapers, which I read. I don't know what the local newspapers said and newspapers of other countries following this tournament said. I only know what the Indian newspapers printed, that England have been boxed out, Australia are in a good position, they will take a huge lead. So they predicted even without knowing whether it will happen. It was just a pre prediction. Okay, yes, Australia will make 500. They will get a lead of 300. England will lose by an innings and whatnot. But right now, Australia have lost six wickets. And they have lost their Stalwarts and Warner and Smith and Labushania and whatever. And they have their all-rounders and Alex Kerry and Cameron Green at the crease. And it's tea time right now. But the thing to understand here is that once again without understanding that that the england team is not here to be given and to be uh, called off it's 10 okay, it's a 20 lead so yes one can say that australia have kind of won the tournament they need one more win to retain the tournament And no other team has gone to win 3-2. 3-2 is a long way to go. But remember what happened in the Oval Test match. If you were following it, India made 190 yet went on to win the match. In the Johannesburg Test four years ago, India were bowled out for 180 yet they went on to win the match. So I still think this match has a lot of time left and a lot of things left. Neither of the two teams are out. Australia has not taken the match by the scruff of the neck, as is the term often used. England are not done. They've also come with a plan. They're not going to just lie down and wait that, okay, Australia will take a lead of 400. It was never happening. Okay, they, they, if, the, if one team can make 185 and the batters don't respond, then the other team is not going to bat and make 400. It, that... It could have happened once upon a time, maybe because the ballers didn't have confidence or something. But, and we think that if this team had the pontings and the wars, they still would have not made runs. So I don't think it's it's too early to call them off. And it's an insult if you call a team off. So as far as South Africa is concerned, they are still not out of this particular tournament. As far as England is concerned, looking at how the game has gone and how England have kind of made sure that they will keep themselves in the match, I think it's a 50-50 situation. It's too early to say which team has a greater chance to win. Yes, you take a lead and then, yes, there's a partnership and then Anything is possible. The other team gets a partner, gets a lead. But remember what happened in the India-England match at Oval. India made 190. England got a lead of around 100. India then scored over 470 runs, got a lead of around 360 runs and then went on to win the match. Can England do it? Yes. Will they do it? I don't know. That's on them. That's their decision. That if they can do it or they cannot do it. But as far as this match is concerned, I still think it's a 50-50 situation. You might see someone like Marco Jensen, a 20-year-old potential great guy. Because I'm sure when people like Mourning Mokel, 20-year-old, came to the team, no one took him seriously. And now everyone invites him to be an expert because that's the easiest thing to do sitting at a home through video conferencing you don't even have to move away from your seat it's the easiest thing to do in the world and once again i'm happy that it was a low blow to all the tyrants who wanted a certain players career to end because for me it's time for certain sports experts career to end maybe there should be a relentless campaigning against them that like, okay, we are done with your blah, blah, blah. You have been running your mouth for the past 30 years. It's time for you to call it off and say, I no longer can do it. Just because I don't, just because I'm an expert. It doesn't require much of an energy. It doesn't mean anything. So maybe it's time for us to say that certain so-called experts career, it's time to end it. It's time for them to say, I'm done. It's time to move to a fresher lot. And we know who that fresher lot is. But there's still time for that. So as far as these two games are concerned, I still think it's a 50-50 story. And as it would be with any situation, even in football, if you're 2-0 behind after the first half, You think that it's Liverpool versus Arsenal and Liverpool has done 2-0. Arsenal has no chance of making an equaliser. Then they come in the last 45 minutes and make it 3-2. How easy is that? So yes, don't call any team off. It's a 50-50 situation. I don't know what's going to happen. But I still think South Africa has a lot of time and very good batters. Okay, no duplicity, no de Villiers. What did they do? Devalier since 2018 became the most selfish player. He had his arguments with the coach and the management just like you have. And everyone started questioning should he be there, should he not be there, what will happen. He kind of put the entire South African administration in a pickle. They didn't know whether he was playing. Then they didn't pick him for future tournaments. So... Essentially, you may think that these are nice players, but the nicest of players can be the most arrogant and the most selfish. And the exa- there is one example, a lot of examples, I will not take their name because it may hurt the pseudo sentiments of the pseudo fanatics. And I don't have time to deal, I don't think I want to deal with that because I have no time to deal with pseudo fanatics. So yes, the nicest of players are the most, can be the most selfish. In fact, when it comes to careers, when it comes to making good mullah, everyone is selfish. There are no nice people and there are no unselfish people, selfless. When it comes to earning career, everyone at every point in time, will and always will be selfish so if they say i don't want to play no longer because i want to give other people an opportunity it's still a selfish decision because then you put the other player in a pickle how will that player pick off because this player is not there it puts the management in a pickle can we get a good player in place of him do we have the time to groom the other guy so as I said, just because they smile and they laugh, it doesn't mean anything. That's for the camera and that's what the whole idea is. You smile in front of the camera and you are like this nice, gentle person. It doesn't work that way. It never works that way. A bit of a smile, half the time we smile, but that smile is not genuine. So I think I'd rather smile when it's actually I want to smile I don't want to smile just because I should smile. And when it comes to smile or being nice, you don't have to be nice. That doesn't mean you are supportive or you talk in a nice, soft voice. It doesn't work like that. It never works like that. That's just being selfish. But that's the nature of sports. That's the nature of careers. And that's the way things work. And let's take a short break. Thank you. This ends episode number 461 on the 27th of December 2021. Stay tuned for the next episode. I will be back on the Wednesday, 29th of December 2021, with episode number 462. Until then, once again, let's take a short break. <laughs> while you patiently wait for the next episode what should you do add these books to your must read books column add these books to your must read books column